Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Hey, we have a promotion going on this week we where do. Hunter is going to be giving away $22 billion isk on EVE Online. Oh, oh wait, he's already... Oh, my God. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no. Should, should that have been a commercial? Should that have been a commercial? You outed me in front of... Everybody, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, what's Dude, happening? You got a gold wreck for that. <sighs> Tell the story later. Keep going. Okay, uh, your co-host, Eve Billionaire uh, Hunter. <laughs> Former billionaire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And your Hi, co- everybody. <laughs> and your co-host, Spaz. Happily modded, apparently. (laughs) You know, if you open your window, you can hear Jack cackling somewhere in the... Uh, Jackie, Jack, Jackie, however you say his name. Yeah, because he was the previous record holder with $7 but Hunter is... Yeah, so so the joke joke goes like this. Um, One day... Uh, Jack was playing Eve with us. He's a member in our uh, community. And uh, he got ganked on a gate and lost about 6.7 billion isk. In- Ouch. Yeah, story's not done. Um, oh, so okay. last night, um, we're, we're, I still play and a bunch of us still play and we've decided we're going to go ahead and move out of NullSec because the state of NullSec right now is just in weird chaos. And so we kind of want to, um, pull out of NullSec and kind of reevaluate what we've got going on because like, it's just crazy. Well, in, in the, in the, in the, in the process of all that long story, uh, short, um, I was moving about 22-ish billion-esque worth of stuff and got caught on a gate and blowed up. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, but yeah. how did, well, what happened with the loot fairy? Oh. Did, oh, did they actually loot, get your st- Loot fairy said yes to the bad guys and no to me. However... Oh, I, I would, no. I'll actually, I'll actually venture to say this: of of the twenty two billion isk that I lost, fifteen point whatever of it went up in poof. Yeah, that was the base, right? Yeah, the, oh, there was a wow. complete. There was an entire Fortazar with all of its fittings ready to get deployed, and it all went gone. Now so, I did an have. Obelisk, is an obelisk the biggest transport, or is there bigger? Uh, than no, an obelisk is is a is a freight. Like freighters are the largest are the largest uh, haulers in the game. Any any, not not let any freighter like any normal freighter. There's jump freighters, but jump freighters can't uh, haul as much. Okay, so so it's basically your was. Well, is there a bigger freighter than an obelisk, or that was the one? That was the one. Okay. Dear Lord. So so it, you were uh, prime time. Yeah, and and I mean, like, you know, lessons learned, like, I, you know, maybe I could have done some more OPSEC, or maybe I could have done some more of this. I mean, I had scouts, but the thing that happened was, is the, so what happened in NullSec, to kind of clue everybody in, is CCP and Elder Infinite Wisdom decided to remove uh, active uh, local 
which means that when you jump into a system, you don't know how many people are in it or who's in it unless someone starts talking in local. So it's kind of like a wormhole in that regard. Um, and so, but the difference with wormholes is, is in, in NullSec, you have active gates everywhere. So like you have entrances and exits all the time. The other, the other difference is, is in wormholes, you can't use a sino and, in you know, known space and in, in NullSec and, and LowSec, you can use sinos. And what a sino basically is, is a beacon for ships that have jump drives to be able to jump from one point of space to another instantly without having to go through the gate system. So basically what ended up happening is there was a guy with cloaky eyes who was watching what was going on, and he probably was there all day, and we didn't even know about it. And as soon as I landed on the gate, he showed up and jumped through with me, and then on the other side, he warp-scrambled me, uh, webbed me, lit his sino, and then five or six uh, Black Ops battleships showed up, and I was gone. Dear God! Uh, but you know, did they what? have to? Did they have to pound on you a while, or Black Ops battleships pretty much get it done real? They could get it done real quick. The only thing that would have saved me is if, like, uh, someone let a sino and a couple of dreads showed up. Then maybe I would have like. But uh, because of the nature of how quickly he did it and where everybody else was that was helping me, like they would have had to have reshipped really quickly and come out there, and it just wasn't enough time. Yeah, and there, there's no escape from that sort of situation, right? I mean, it's. I mean, like the like the the circumstances would have had to have been very good in my favor. In other words, if there was a person right there with me, like there should have been. They probably could have popped that hound for me, and I wouldn't have had to deal with any of that. But so, did, so he's guy, got like he's got like a second, right? It's like whenever you start to align, and then you you decloak, and okay, then so you start the to jump. About, so he's got like a second. No, here's the thing about freighters. Freighters are fat, wide, and slow. Like they they align very slowly. They take forever to align out and work. They only warp at like 0.3 AUs or something crazy like that. They are slow ships. So, like, for me to, like, decloak and start to align, he had all the time in the world he needed to, to hold me there. And, and So when you start to align, you decloak. You can't, yep. de- you can't cloak while you're aligning. There are only low slots on freighters, on normal freighters, yeah. Oh, okay. The only freighter that has anything more than a low slot is a bowhead, and a bowhead freighter is a freighter specifically for moving um, fitted ships. And so you can actually rig those and put medium slots uh, on them. So, anyway, that's my that's my story. Wow. Thanks for uh, for that, Jim. I wasn't really mm. thinking I was going to tell that today, but that's cool. That's fine. No, but it's a cool story. <laughs> I mean, it's like you sure. didn't do anything I mean, you want to get the guys? You want to get the guys on here? Oh, I did. You want to get the guys on here who dropped me? We can talk to them. Yeah, I can them call up the Purple Helmet <laughs> Clan and get them in here. Uh, no, <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I'm sure they would be slightly toxic. Uh, just like much of Eve. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, and that's and that's the crazy thing. I mean, if you want to have an, an an Eve update, just for a second. So, like CCP, and again, in all their wisdom. 
they've removed they they're calling it the blackout and when the blackout started the funny thing was is there's a couple of websites that are like devoted to eve stuff one of them being zkill which is like uh, the killboard that everybody uses and then um i think uh, a website called dotland maps was also um is a is a tool that players use and on the day the blackout started both of those sites went black so you, like you couldn't see any of the statistics or information on them um, and they did that for like three or four days. And so oh. people were like, oh, this is not, this is not, but it was like them kind of like saying like, you know, this is, this was, it was like their way of almost protesting the blackout in a weird way. Hmm. I don't even know if protesting or if just trying to be silly, but the, uh, the interesting thing with that is, is, um, there's an interview with Hilmar, the CEO of CCP. And he said in that two hour dissertation that, um, Eve is now entering what he's calling the age of chaos, and so um, the blackout has started. <laughs> hey, and there's wait a minute! No end it, was, it wasn't chaotic that, enough before. It wasn't well, chaotic hold on, enough. Hold on a second. Okay. There, there's also there's also um, they've also announced that they're going to do a tax increase that is essentially it's a it's a high sec nerf. So they're 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 screwing with high sec taxes to try and push people back out into low null sec again, because when they did the blackout, a lot of people went back to high sec. And then uh, rumor has it that they're going to be removing the asset safety feature from the entire game, which asset safety is, is if you have a player owned structure, if it gets blown up a player, a player owned structure, not in a wormhole. So asset safety doesn't work in wormholes to begin with, but uh, if you have a player on structure in known space and it gets blown up, anything that was inside of it gets transported to an NPC station or a station of your choosing uh, that's close by, that's friendly. That, um, or I think, I think if it gets blown up, it's an automatic transfer to an NPC station um, in a low sexist, and then you pay a percentage of the price of what you had to get it all back. Now. The rumor is is they're going to remove that. So if an, if a player owned station gets blowed up, it either either your stuff gets blowed up with it or it gets dropped for anybody to take. Right. So the only safe place to stash your shit is an NPC station, which Correct. don't exist out in. Yeah, there are no there are no uh, NPC stations in in. Null. So dear um, lord, if yeah, there's there's a lot of things. There's rumors about some other stuff too that's a little far out, but. There's also rumors that maybe CCP will introduce structures that corporations can deploy that add local chat back. But like if they're trying to add more chaos to the game, if they're trying to disrupt the way the game works, I don't understand why then they would reintroduce a tool for the player to use that would actually be more in their favor again. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So I'm uh, Age of Chaos is appropriate because it's really screwing with a lot of people. There's actually uh, there's quite a few veteran players that I've known for years that have up and just quit the game. Like they haven't been on. Oh gosh. Um, so there's you know there's a lot of a lot of craziness going on. So I'm honestly I'm not salty about that 22 billion. I mean it's just a game. I can easily go back and get all that stuff again if I wanted to. Like it's not a problem. But it, it just sucks because it takes. It's just effort, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, with anything in the game, it just takes effort. But um, I think we might be entering in a phase where uh, I might not play Eve for much longer. It's just it's just not the game that I want to play anymore. Well, might I recommend Lord of the Rings Online? 
because you're um, yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I might give up on MMOs for a little while anyway because they do just they, – they, well, especially like subscription-based MMOs. They take a lot out of you. It is a major time suck, especially if you have a backlog. Yes, and yeah. Uh, lead by example, Spaz. Good job. <laughs> For those who don't know, Spaz doesn't do MMOs anymore. Yeah, it's it's been about three years since the last time I played one. So, yeah, I, I don't expect to be jumping back into one anytime soon. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Rebel Galaxy Online to come out. <laughs> It's not. It's it's not. No, because they got to do Strike Commander two before they do Rebel Galaxy Online. If they're going to fulfill my wish, it's a subtle hint, Eric. (laughs) Strike Commander two. I mean, they have one engineer. It's just, it's just not happening. I I for one, I'm glad. (laughs) For one, I'm glad. No, but somebody, somebody, please make a game. That's like MMOE, right? It's like, okay, make Elite Dangerous, but there's only 10 star systems and cram it full of content, right? Something like that. Because Elite Dangerous, the flying ain't bad, right? I would prefer a little more Star Wars y, but still, like, let me fly space dogfighting stuff and, and maybe trucks, right? Like Euro Truck Space Simulator with about 10 systems some player built structures, you know, stuff and, uh, and we'll be good. Right. I just want privateer online. That's all I want. And it's, it's unfortunate, like, cause we had the guy on here that made privateer online and how close was, was that an EA shit canned it? Weren't, weren't they like at beta phase with that? It was far uh, along. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't, it was past alpha. Yeah, it wasn't public beta, but it was, yeah, it was beyond alpha. It was a working, functional frickin' game, which makes me weep, you know? So, salty tears. Yeah. So, folks. But somebody we, do it, oh. man, because we got, dude, it's it's there, right? Like, Eve's in decline. It's trying to suicide itself. Uh, Star Citizen never will happen. And Rebel Galaxy is the perfect game that will never go multiplayer. So there's your niche. Just slip in there. Do it. Uh, maybe someday. Um, but there's really not going to be any. Uh, is there anything like that? I mean, Starfighter Infinity is great, but I wouldn't call it like a dog fighting game. No, it kinda, but it, but it's kinda. just like yeah, okay. So kind of what Star Wars Galaxies was trying to do in the space thing, right? Because it had all the Starfighter stuff, or you could fly yachts, or even, like, and capital the, ships and stuff. The multi-crew shit alone was really cool. Yeah. So, it's just like, just ditch that ground game that I don't care about, and just make a space game. That's that. The the good space things. And, you know, if you want to let me walk around in a ship, cool. I don't need to. But, you know... Yeah. Okay, so EVE Online, except you fly it with a joystick instead of autopilot everything. Oh, no, right? no, 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 just say this, Elite Dangerous, but with content. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that. But I'm just saying, you know, like there, there's a, there's an economy that's going on in Eve. Right. There's you need to add that into elite. Dude, <laughs> if elite even had like, well, they finally got there, right? Sorta, but with the faction mission stuff, because you, you know, it's like, hey, do missions for this mission broker, and then they send you to another guy or whatever, right? So you advance up the chain, and you know what that honestly reminds me of is how City of Heroes did it. Another dead game that's back from the grave. Um, you know, that's that's how City of Heroes did it. It was I think it was like the first of games that did it that way. It was like you do some missions for a guy and then he says, Hey, call this guy, he's my buddy. Do missions for him now. I don't know. Content would yeah. be so easy, but Elite has too many stars, which they could correct with Thargoids if they let the Thargoids <laughs> just murder everything that's outside the bubble. You know, just just wipe space clean like freaking Pac-Man and then uh, go away <laughs> or whatever. Right. And then, Hey man, we're down to like the, the only the systems that are inside the political realms exist anymore. And then just put content in there, like, you know, about 10 systems that generate missions or something. And then people expand out from that, but they won't do it because space legs are coming. You saw that, right? Like the, the first person module, that's one of the things they're working on. I'm greatly disappointed. For what? I I missed it. What? They're putting first person shooter bullshit in Elite. Wait, what? No, oh, I'm not. sorry. Did I leak that? Well, yeah, that's been a, that's been announced for a while though. Yeah, but it's actually coming. They're actually working on it. I've seen 3D models that got leaked. Sorry, I'm interacting with uh, the Twitch chat. It's very active right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish they wouldn't do that. Like, walking around ships is one thing. That's kind of neat, I guess. But, like, I'd rather not have that, you know, <laughs> at the expense Again, of other stuff. The only game that I played that I felt like was actually somewhat confident that did walking around on any spaceship that had any other... Con- Honestly, it was still Star Wars Galaxies. I, yeah, I, I mean, like even even what was it? Even space engineers, even, like uh, that other space building game, Empyrean. Uh, Interstellar Rift. Pulsar though. It, Pulsar. Okay, okay. Pulsar is okay. not bad. As a, as a modern as a modern version of a game that does walking around and flying ships, Pulsar is not bad. But the the problem with Pulsar is is it's it's one crew on one ship and one thing. Sure, sure. I mean, given the scope of the Great. team, two people. Right. right, right. No, no, no. I'm not. That's not a negative criticism. I'm just saying, like, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a singular cooperative experience rather. Than, um, you know, we're out in an open world exploring, and we like run into another group of people that are also. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, when you when you look at all of the games out there that have done any kind of more than just flying the ship, you can also walk around and do all. I think Galaxies was the one that got it right for 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 that portion of their game. As well, okay, like, makes sense. As makes we're sense. as we're like you know you look at you look at what Star Trek Online did, and it's just like what. <laughs> I can I can walk around on my ship, but I can't walk around on my ship while I'm flying it or while it's being flown. Or that's a um, game that made a lot of people disappointed and a few people happy. So. Yeah, 
You know, um, what, what we actually need, right, is we need uh, uh, a strange, unholy marriage of of uh, Jumpgate and, uh, yeah, what's that game? I want to call it Parsec, but it's not. Parkin? Uh, the multiplayer thing. Pulsar? No, the mu- Pulsar. Pulsar? Yeah, we so <laughs> Pulsar, Pulsar, Pulsar and Jumpgate crammed together where you do all the jump gate things, but you're in a multi-crude ship. Yeah, I would, oh, oh, that's, I why I that. still, that's why, I'm, yeah, that's why I'm still really excited about Pulsar and it's still continuing to be developed and moving forward because I mean, at this point you can, it can only continue to go up. <laughs> it, yeah. It just keeps on getting better and the guys are working hilarious amounts of updates, you know, they've put out since it went on early access and even, Prior to that, when it was just uh, uh, backer beta, like it's more of a playable game than Star Citizen, and and, and that's and that's and that's being generous <laughs> to Star Citizen. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so mods. <laughs> All right, yeah. Topic for the night. Here we go. It's a. You know what? Maybe that's what we should kind of have. Like, you know how. Um, on uh, the folks, if you haven't listened to a podcast called The Greatest Generation, it's two guys recapping uh, Next Gener- Star Trek: the Next Generation and now D Space Nine, and they have a thing that they call the Marin Open, which is uh, named after Mark Marin because he has a podcast and he does kind of an open, random, rambly bit at the beginning. I feel like we just had a rant, a Marin Open of our own <laughs> before we got to the main thing. Maybe that's maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Like just have a random little chat before we get to whatever. I don't yeah. know, man. This is the new space game junkie. It's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new <laughs> podcast. We do. We we do. We do have a lot of. Um, we do have a lot of uh, things. Irons in the fire. But let's go to our topic, uh, folks. We have um, mentioned mods here on the show a lot. Uh, usually in the periphery. Um, you know, usually like we'll talk about a game and we'll mention, oh, that mod's great. Like whenever Freelancer comes up, we usually talk about Discovery Freelancer, for example. Or uh, what's the name of that Star Wars one that they're doing? Free uh, Worlds? Free Worlds? Free Worlds? Yeah. yeah, that Free Worlds. So a lot, a lot, these come up all the time. So I figured, or we figured, about time we finally just dove into this whole mod thing. Because like, there are a lot of developers out there who started as modders, you know, that that, make, that now make their like the first example that comes to my head is uh, Unending Galaxy. That guy was a modder for like the X Games, X Two and X Three. And could, could um, they just cut to the chase and actually just mod spaceships into Euro Truck Simulator? <laughs> Can we just get it done? I don't know why we don't have that yet. I don't understand. While someone has basically, we won't need roads, right? But I just don't understand why someone just hasn't made a a space truck simulator with a business metal layer, where you build up a business and you fly around. I've already got the name Star Truck. (laughs) Boom, we're done. You know what? Just make it. If you want to start that Kickstarter, I will back it. Seriously, Um, yeah. Why hasn't someone done that? Like, I don't. It's it seems like such a logical leap. 
Like maybe this, maybe those SCS will do it after. Isn't that their name, SCS? Uh, after they do America, maybe space will be their next thing. How amazing would that be? You know, space truck simulator. I'd buy the frack out of that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, but back to mods. We talk about mods a lot, and mods are like. Mods are like one of the main big reasons to game on a PC. Besides the variety, uh, mo- like you can get mods on some console games like Skyrim and whatnot. But like mods on well, mods on a console too kind of come into play with with hacking consoles. You know, there's yeah. like, uh, I think I think I think the bigger mod scene with consoles before the official support stuff was definitely in in the modified or hacked console. Yeah, like back in the day when you were talking about mod with a console, it was like it's got this chip on it that can play every game ever and you have <laughs> And you have a hard drive on it with, like, everything from, like, Atari 2600 to, like, now. Um, I had a friend who had one or, of those. Or in the case of, uh, you know, some, it, it required some modding in order to be able to play imported games because they're different regions. Oh, right. Yeah, different regions. Right. Or if you wanted to rip a full game to your hard drive. You know, instead of just running it from the disc and the hard drive, you know, like doing like a no CD thing. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So I, I, I think mods, when, when you talk about mods in the computer, in the modding scene, I think uh, a couple of things should be uh, brought to light about mods that are really important. Okay. You got you got you got a couple of different types of mods. You have modifications to games to change game content or total conversion type stuff, and then you have mods that make games work in general. That's true. So, so um, I, I I'm a I'm a fan of both because you know as computers and stuff move forward in technology, sometimes the legacy stuff doesn't always uh, have a chance to stay with it. But thanks to uh, ingenious modders and, and tinkers, people have put out patches of their own or custom type mods to make things uh, work on more modern screen resolutions or modern technology. I think uh, re- the most recent example would be uh, what you've done with like uh, Jane's, the Jane's games, where you've got your DX wins, right? That wasn't even a mod, but yeah, we can talk about that because that's kind of. Well. Kind of a side I mean, topic for modding because it like it's not a mod specific to a game, but it's kind of like more of a global mod that allows you to change how a game runs. Basically. Right, but that's but um, but you're but you're you're forcing the game to do something else that it wasn't true. Set true. To, so you you right. are modding the game. You know, you know that's that true. Regard. Yeah, folks. Um, Folks, uh, yesterday I was able to get Jane's Fighters Anthology uh, running in a window, which was amazing, and it worked so great. Yeah, so anyway. there's there's mods like that, and then you know there's also other mods that people have done, like you know m- maybe like you know if you're if you <laughs> just just a disclaimer. If you legitimately own the game, maybe you want to get a no CD mod for your game so you don't have to keep swapping the discs out. You can go and get those kinds of mods, too. 
Um, because that was kind of like the DRM for back in the day. You had to have the disc in there in order for it to play. The game. Um, those those things are cool. The widescreen mods for games to to up your resolution or you know make it fit on on a modern screen. Those are pretty cool. Sometimes it screws with your UI. Uh, I know that there was a, a thing for what was it Knights of the Old Republic where you could get the widescreen, but the UI was all jacked up. And oh, like, no. So you, so you had to get, like, a U. Then there was a UI fix mod, so you had to do, like, two different mods in order to get it to work right. Uh, so those oh, those geez. are the kinds of mods that are really interesting. Uh, then there's, like, the game modification mods, which is, I think, the bulk of what we're going to talk about tonight. And yeah. you know, I'll stick I'll stick with uh, Knights of the Republic as an example right now. With Knights of the Old Republic 2... Thank God for the community because they made that game a game. They finished it, right? They actually added its ending, right? Yeah, they added, but they also didn't just, not just that, but they also added a whole bunch of content that was like locked away in the files that wasn't in the base game, like that you couldn't get access to normally in the base game. So there's like just a lot of this content that was there that they were able really? to open up to people. Oh, wow. So that's kind of amazing. So there's that. That's kind of um, amazing. I, I think uh, I think another another interesting factor when you you talked about people who um, people who started their careers as modders and then you know it became something. I, I definitely like to go and think about like the early to mid Valve days with like Team Fortress and Counter Strike and right. You those know, those were just. Beat. Those were just mods for Half Life, right? Back at, in the day, at one point they were, yeah. and then they became official games, and they got you know official sequels. And I mean, you look at Counter Strike, you know, is one of the bigger esports type games out there still, and it's been it also got wrapped up in controversy with its like <laughs> uh, black market, you know, stuff. Don't, ton- don't tons of people still play that too, like Counter Strike? Oh right? gosh, yes, yes, tons of people <sighs> still do. That's amazing. So, you know, all all from you know Dota two that is out now. Dota one was a mod, so it's kind of uh, it was a mod of Warcraft three, I believe. Um, yep, that's exactly what it there was. was. Even there was even there was even there was even a, a song written about it by I think a sweet uh, guy who did like a uh, the Dota song. You can look that up on YouTube. Um, and I remember listening to that in high school, you know, so this was like, you know, 2003, 2000. Wow. Um, yeah, showing my age. I'm sorry, guys, but, uh, <laughs> but you're the but, youngest out of all. Of I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why I said that. Uh, but, um, but, I, but, you know, when you, when you look at those kinds of mods though, like I, I think, I think the biggest reason why modding, I don't think modding is as popular um, today as it used to be. I mean, there are you can you can get workshop items for a lot of things, so that is mod. But yeah. um, when when I when I when I when I think of, when I think of modding, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit more. It's a I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like modding back in the day is a lot different than it was today. It it, and, it, it was it, it is. There were more total conversions. You know, and things and like that's, that. And that's, I think, I think that's the big thing. Like mods today is usually adding items to games or adding little things here. You see, you see less and less total conversions today, yeah. and you used to see tons of total conversions right? back in the day. 
And I think the big reason for that was because of the technology we had, which was like the Quake engine with a lot of games was such a a versatile engine that tons of mods were made for it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about my time playing Star Trek elite force. They had, um, they had tons of mods for that game. And one of the more interesting things that they did was, is they did museum mods, which essentially were, uh, maps of ships from Star Trek that you could go just explore and walk oh, around. Oh, wow. Like what, like what they've done recently with the Orville uh, um, fan experience that you could actually go and get on Steam right now. Still in development. For free. For free. But, yep, yep, for free. And But, like, back in the day, there was tons of these kinds of mods where you can just go and explore ships and walk around and see their different stuff. And there was wow. a tons of multiplayer maps that were made based on different things and i'm looking at one right now on uh also a good resource for mods is moddb.com of course i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably know that by now we we love moddb we love moddb i'm looking at at a, a mod right now for star trek elite force called star trek rpg x what and i'm gonna read this to you guys real quick and and tell me what you think uh it says here, in 2004, Uber Games released the RPGX modification for Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, growing to become perhaps the most comprehensive interactive Star Trek role-playing experience ever released. Uh, RPGX transforms Hollow Match from a fantastic arena shooter into a sandbox tool set that enables players to share original stories inspired by a franchise spanning over 50 years of countless tales of starship crews exploring the galaxy on television. With permission from CBS and Raven Software, role-playing community The Last Outpost has made Star Trek RPGX available for free as a standalone game. What? Star Trek RPGX has no predetermined missions, campaigns, or goals. Instead, in many ways, a digital spin on the classic tabletop role-playing game format. It is a massive customizable sandbox that gives you the tools to create, run, and... Uh, participate in your own Star Trek role plays in a way not available in any other game. Oh my god, I see this. I'm going to have to look at this. This looks kind of fascinating. This looks amazing, actually. Like, this thing was being updated as of April of last year. Actually, yeah, April of last year. That's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. I see that. I'm gonna have to try that. That looks. That I'm looks seeing wonderful. some Deep Space Nine stuff and Deep Space Nine stuff in here too. So I'm kind of. Like, so I had a question about. I had a question for you guys. Do you remember the first mod you ever used? Because I do, but I wanted to hear what you guys thought. Uh, the first mod I ever. I want to say it was probably something for Unreal Tournament 2004. Whoa. There were a lot of great mods for that freaking game. Oh, my God. Still are. Oh, my God. That's another one I'm amazed people still play. Actually... Man, I don't... I don't... I don't think I do remember it officially, but I just do... I do remember that Around 2004, 2005 is when I started really getting into mods, and it was for this kind of stuff. 
and I feel like um, either Unreal Tournament 2004 or um, no, take that back. Do- Dota, the first Dota was the first mod I played. That's uh, no, that's right. Oh. I remember that. Oh, holy crap! It's it's sparking memories. It goes further back than that. In 2002, I played uh, some mods for the original StarCraft that added in some really interesting stuff. I remember that. Yeah. That, that's, that was it, StarCraft. I was playing mods for StarCraft back in the early on. Jim, what about you? Do you remember your first uh, first mod you ever used for a game? Not really, no. Spaz? No, no, I don't remember either. It's It's been so long, I couldn't remember, couldn't recall what the first one was. I remember, for me, it was a Doom total conversion into Aliens. Like, the first Doom turned it into the movie Aliens, where you played Ripley, and you shot Aliens, and you actually got to use the power loader with the Queen. Blew my goddamn mind. And that was, like, 1993? 94? Maybe? So... Yeah, it took me a while to remember that because I I love mods and I've been using them on and off for decades. But yeah, 1993-ish was probably my first uh, mod experience with the original Doom. Maybe it was Doom 2. It was one of the Dooms. One of the first two Dooms. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, wow. Um, So mods have been around quite a long time. But we wanted to share with y'all folks some of our uh, favorite mods that uh, that we go back to, and first we got to mention uh, before anything else the wonderful modding community uh, for Free Space Two. I don't know if you guys, have, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what the hell I'm talking about. But if you don't, uh, in the early aughts, the folks behind Free Space Two released the source code because it flopped, which I'm still sad about. But since then, people have made full games, mods, total conversions, uh, whole new campaigns, single missions. Like, there's a Wing Commander mod. Uh, that's total conversion. It just it, You don't even need Free Space 2 to play it. There's Diaspora, the, ba- the amazing Battlestar Galactica total conversion. Um, there's mods that let you play after the Free Space 2 campaign. You know, it is kind of a fan-made Free Space 3. So, I don't know. For me, it kind of doesn't get better than that. But there are a lot of other great mod communities. Like, you're, like Hunter, if I recall, because it's mentioned here, you're big into the home... You, at least you were at one point, big into the Homeworld um, modding community. Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a few really interesting mods. I think there's one called Star Trek Continuum. That's in there that uh, I think is a lot of fun. The The interesting thing I love about the Homeworld engine is that uh, mounted turret points are rendered and they actually independently move and fire. So there is a, there is a classic mod for Homeworld that is a huge fan favorite called uh, Warlords. It is a Star Wars mod 
that adds tons and tons and tons of ships. But if you were to go and play with that and look at the Star Destroyer, uh, all of the different um, like laser batteries, turret batteries, like they move independently and fire. So oh, yeah. what's that uh, one called like again? You, you don't. It's called the Warlords mod. Now you can't like control the guns themselves, but like when you tell it to shoot at something, you can see the guns turn and shoot and that kind of stuff. So it's it, it's it's really cool. Holy crap. I'm looking at this on Mod DB. It doesn't seem to be on the workshop. This looks oh, No, it's um I, I yeah, I I forget where you have to get it from, but I think uh for the homeworld stuff you can if you have it on Steam, um you can get it through the workshop on Oh yeah, you can another place where you can where you can get some some stuff, but they had to like re-upload it because uh, they had to they had to put it there uh, because that's not where you because they re-released Homeworld as the um, the the remaster remastered edition. Uh, yeah, but uh, there's there's a couple other um, really solid mods for Homeworld. There's um, like I said, there's the Battlestar Galactica one. There's the Star Trek one. There's the Warlords. The Star um, there was, uh, at one point a Stargate one being developed huh. and the modders even licensed the same, um, menu, um, UI as Star Wars Battlefront, the new Star Wars Battlefront games. You, oh my so God. they licensed, they licensed that from like DICE or EA or something to be able to do that they even they even got licenses to use cutscenes from the sg1 show in atlantis i believe and they were doing they were going to do a full-fledged campaign like total conversion in uh the homeworld game i don't know whatever happened to that project i haven't touched base with it in a long time but i feel like last time i saw it it was it was uh nothing was happening yeah, that's it's always sad when you see um like a mod like you know fall off to the wayside cuz you know people aren't being paid for this. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of them a lot of them do unfortunately do fall to the wayside. Some of them lead to some really cool and interesting things and then others lead to to nothing. It's a shame though because you know with the with the modding community in a lot of ways modders are not really trying to look for money and for a lot of these things. I mean, I'm. Sh- I know that donations are definitely welcome, but like you know, what really sucks is when you're making a mod that then gets hit with like cease and desists, and oh, people God. tell them to stop, and all this other nonsense. It breaks my and heart. I feel, breaks. And, my and it really does because, like, I, I think, I think you know, one of the things that made Half Life such a success was its replay value with all the mods. And I think, again, what made Unreal Tournament 2004 such a success when it came out was, again, all of the crazy mods for it. Um, And then you look at something like Half-Life 2 with the Source Engine, which led to Gary's mod, which is the name of the game because it's an official game now. Whereas before, it was was just a mod. And now it's such a huge... There's a a frickin' MMO in that thing, dude. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so, 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 so take this for what it is, but like, you look at the tool Gary's, 
you can build almost anything inside of that. And someone has technically built uh, an MMO in there. Um, and you know, speaking of mods, Starcraft two has the, what they call the, their arcade. And if you, and if you go into the arcade in Starcraft two, there's all these player made game types. There's like tower defense games. There's almost battle Royale style games. There's a third person shooter in there. Uh, there's, but there's also a Starcraft MMO in there. It's a small one, but it's in there. So, just got to interrupt for a sec. This is not a mod, per se, but it is related to the the technology discussion we had earlier. The original Diablo is now playable in your browser. Wait, what? Uh, Rivsoft has, has, yes, Rivsoft has uh, made a, using the shareware version of the game, they've made a browser port for the original Diablo. Now, if you have the original game, you can just access the whole game using uh, uh, kind of a drag and drop of a specific file into the browser, and then that unlocks the full game what? to play in your browser. What? <laughs> yeah, that is. You know what? I love. I sometimes I hate the internet, but more often than not, I love the internet, <laughs> and it's stuff like that that makes me just love the internet. My God. Someone someone did that. Someone put that together. And that was amazing. Um my god. <laughs> um so yeah, let's talk about where you get these mods too because you know, a lot of them are on um on the workshop, but like um like Nexus and ModDB are like just treasure troves of amazing mods. Like I'm about to start playing um, Far Cry 2, and someone recommended a like a Redux mod for it. Like that's like the best way to play it. Like I don't know, but it's like like some like people are very attached to mods as well. Someone in uh, Twitch is talking about mods to add XCOM classes like Jedi apparently <laughs> which does not surprise me at all um, oh yeah there's a whole host of uh, XCOM 2 mods where you can add in armor for specific um, it's basically cosmetic but you can add for the various uh, for the various units of clone troopers, for example, you can add in their specific armor, coloring, and all of that fun stuff. Oh, jeez, that's 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 pretty funny. Uh, yeah, the internet's taking a dump again. By the way, y'all, it's I love it when it goes down to zero kilobytes per second. That's Aww. that's. It's a Tuesday. Just it is a Tuesday. Like this doesn't seem to happen on uh, on other days. It's really it's really. Uh, I, I don't know what to do to fix it. Like I really don't know what to do to fix it. By the way, on yeah. that Star Trek RPGX thing, yeah, the, on Mod DB, they only have the standard edition on Mod DB, which is their lightweight mm-hmm. one, which doesn't contain any user created stuff in. You have to go to the last outpost site 
and you can get the ultimate edition for free from there, which includes like a four gig download. Um, and it's all oh, free, okay. by the way. This is like this is a, it's official and free. You can go. It's last dash outpost dot net. Just for people who want to know. Remember another great mod that was amazing until well, remember when um, it was like a ten gigabyte mod and it was Star Star Wars Battlefront. Jesus. <laughs> did you guys hear that? He doesn't want you to tell. <laughs> no, did oh, so you did hear that? Oh my! Oh, my oh yeah. God. What was it? So I just heard someone yell outside. I don't know what that Maybe was. It's goat. <laughs> um, now remember that um, that amazing yeah, like thirty the, gigs, yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. Gigs or something like that. The but it was, the uh, comprehensive uh, Star uh, Star Wars Battlefront, the uh, original the ultimate mod. Yeah, the ultimate mod, and uh, it came with the game. So when they started selling the game again, they were like, "Oh, I guess we can't do this." Um, but that was an amazing thing. It was like every mod anyone had ever made bundled into one thing. <laughs> so much content. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we streamed it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we had a great time. It was I – still, I still have such fond memories of murdering Gungans in that game. It was just so, so delightful. Just, just Cathartic. So, yeah, it really was. It really was, but uh, yeah. Um, well, if we're gonna go if we're gonna stick on the Star Wars uh, uh, Trek there first, we can Star Wars Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's 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 two other big mods in that vein that should be definitely should be mentioned. Um, uh, there's there is the the beloved Star Trek Armada Three mod for Sins of a Solar Empire. Which yep. has had some amazing work done to it. Uh, if you guys have not seen this thing, like you go check out the Star Trek Armada Three mod for Sins of a Solar Empire. It it's so full and so deep and so well done. Uh, yeah, it was just updated a couple months ago, pretty much. You can go and play as the Borg and go murder the gal. Yeah, it's a great conversion. Yeah, and it's one of those it's one of those conversions where it's like it's one of those few and far between total conversions that you see this and um another another big mod uh for a, a classic game this one is for x-wing alliance uh but i remember man i remember getting this back in the day and going oh my gosh this is amazing going to the, going to dark saber's website and getting all of his like ship add-ons and upgrades so uh right now you can go to um Dark so you can just look up on uh, go to Google and just look up Dark Sabers X Wing Alliance Ultimate Crack Pack and it'll take you to a website that's got tons of stuff. And basically, you download their uh, their entire mod. Not only do, does it add a, a ton of ships to the game for multiplayer, but it also adds um, uh, up-resed textures on all the ships, so the ships look really nice, and it adds a couple of little things that makes the game look a little bit more shiny. Um, 
it's one of those classic mods for a classic game that I just absolutely love. Yeah, my mic is acting funny. My push-to-talk button is acting real funny. Um, wow, is it not working now? I can That's hear weird. you. Yeah, no, I had to I had to unmute the mics. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, I had to I had to unmute the mic because the push-to-talk button stopped working. Um Uh no, uh it's funny how this site still looks like it's from the 90s. It is, oh, is yeah, such the, a, the Darksaber site? Yeah, this is so GeoCities. But apparently they updated this thing in March. Like, they're still working on it. And it works on the Humble Trove version of X-Wing Alliance. Yeah, so when so when uh, GOG uh, came out with the X-Wing series, they went back and made sure that this would work with it. Yeah, but now, I mean, it, the Humble Trove added it, like, within the last year. So if you're a humble, if you don't know what that is, folks, if you're a humble monthly subscriber, um, you have access to this trove. They call it where you can download. Um, you can download apparently DRM-free versions of games, and uh, they added the whole X-wing series. And so apparently this works with that now, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try this. I haven't seen this in so long. One of these days, I'll actually replay X-wing Alliance. I'll pro- I want to finish Tie Fighter first, honestly. Well, they <laughs> they've also added new uh, DLLs for the uh, for the mod as well that work with DirectX Alliance. Uh, oh my god! There's, there's all there's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff that they've. Been oh my god! To. That's astounding. There's, there's tons of like. Uh, there's also like a total conversion for Tie Fighter in the X-wing Alliance engine, uh, yeah. so you can like there's there's one of those that's out there. There's also tons of like new missions and just all kinds of stuff. So uh, apparently, holy crap, I haven't been here in a. Apparently, they've added the Force Awakens stuff, so you can get the first order Tie Fighters now. And what? <laughs> The new the new T seventy X wings from uh, from the Force Awakens. Oh dear Lord! <laughs> oh, that's wow! That's astounding! That is just oh, I love it! I love it! Yeah, I mean, there are so many. Oh yeah, someone in uh, there's so many mods. Like someone, uh, Memory Leak Death on YouTube brought up the uh, Daggerfall Unity mod. Have you guys heard of this? Where uh, someone is basically remaking uh, Daggerfall in Unity. Uh, yes, there's also and- there's also the uh, the mod that took Morrowind and put it in Skyrim. They call it Skywind. Yeah, is it, how far along is that one? I think they did it. Like I think oh. it's either it's either done or it's about to be. God. Let's talk about Skyrim for a second, because the <laughs> mods for that game, like people added whole new continents and shit, like I- islands full of custom content. Like there was some guy who added a full island full of fully voiced over content with campaign and quests, and it was like so many gigs. And you took you had to take a boat there. It was one of those things where you had to take a boat there. Um, 
But it was amazing. I played through like half of the content on that island. And it was I don't know I don't even know if it works with the special edition now. But yeah, aren't they porting Morrowind to Skyrim as well? Isn't that another thing they're doing? Yeah, that's I what I said. It's called Skywind. Oh god, I thought you said Oblivion for some reason. I don't know. Well, why. there is one. It's called Sky Oblivion. I think. Oh, for God's sake! Well, they're they're porting Oblivion into the Skyrim. Why? Well, there you go. There's. I just posted it right there. I don't know how you guys feel about all that, but Oblivion is probably my least favorite of the Elder Scrolls games. Honestly. So I don't know why I'd want to revisit Oblivion. <laughs> but uh Morrowind or Daggerfall? Hells yeah. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. But folks, yeah, if you haven't played Daggerfall Unity, basically, um when Daggerfall came out, it was buggy and clunky as fuck. And uh it it never fully got fixed. Like, it never fully got patched. It never fully got fixed. But now someone's porting the whole game into Unity. And it's the biggest of the Elder Scrolls games. Um, it's got all of... Uh, what is it? Tamriel? Is that the name of the world in, Elder, in the Elder Scrolls games? Is it Tamriel? Yeah. yeah, it's got all of Tamriel. Sorry, Memory, memory Leak Death, that Oblivion's your favorite. But if I walked around one more copy-paste piece of England or whatever the hell that was, I was going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I had fun things you could you could do with Oblivion, like with modding, because there was a uh, there was a mod that I used to use that uh, you it was a spell that was a magic bow that fired an arrow, and then when it hit the target, it would teleport you to wherever the, the arrow landed. So it was just a way to get around a lot faster. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, but Skyrim, man, like, I think my favorite mod for that game was a rabbit that had a bag of holding. So you could give it anything. <laughs> but you could also put armor on it. So... You had this rabbit that would follow you around with like a Viking helmet and like chainmail, <laughs> and you could put anything into it. And it was great because if anything happened, like if an enemy came around, it knew to run away. I think it was invincible, but it still ran away and it would always come back after the battle was over. It's called like Dova Rabbit or something. Uh, <laughs> I love that thing so much. And it was great because after I accidentally killed my first follower with a fireball, um, uh, I was like, I need a follower who can't die from fire. <laughs> so, God, yeah, there's, what are some of these other mods we need to talk about? Where are we? There we go. Um, so yeah, folks, um, on the stream here, if you're unaware, uh, this is a mod for Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth 2 that some folks called the third age made. Uh, they not only made mods for, they made mods for all of the battle for middle earth games, uh, all three of them technically, cause there's the first game and then there's two, exp- there's the second game and then the expansion, which is kind of a separate game almost. Uh, we not only could play it in uh, HD, which is what's going on with this mod. Uh, it looks great by the way. 
Um, it's got multiplayer enabled through their service. Like they replaced whatever game. I think it was GameSpy that the fucking thing used when it came out. You can now play yep. multiplayer through their service. So that's kind of amazing. I think they've kind of ripped the guts out and kind of remade the game. And by the way, folks, if you haven't played, I'm just going to say, if you haven't played the Battle for Middle Earth 2 games and you like real-time strategy games, there are hardly any that are better. Like, they have two campaigns plus a meta map, like, Risk-style War of the Ring, they call it, game. That's just amazing. (laughs) And uh, that's also going to be linked to in the show notes of of this podcast because, yeah, more, more people need to play Battle for Middle Earth. Both of them. They're so great. <laughs> They're so great. Um, yeah, and we did mention Freelancer, folks. If you've played Freelancer, and if you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you probably have. What's up? I was just going to say, it might be a little difficult for people to get Battle for Middle-Earth because it's moratorium. Um, uh, both of them. It's, it's on... Well, I'm... It's mm, it's 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 on the site that I mentioned. Shh, don't just don't <laughs> just don't spread the word. Yeah. But it, you can get they have the ISOs there. Because like so that's one of those games that like will never be digitally available because the rights are fucked. And so like I think I got the original Battle for Middle Earth two for like forty bucks. <laughs> And I think it took me years to find the expansion for a reasonable price because everyone's asking 80, 100, 120 for it for an expansion. Um, yeah, it's licensing hell because they can never re license it. It's just too expensive. Yeah. Like EA just doesn't care about. They had the Lord of the Rings license for a bunch of years and then they lost it and now they don't give a crap. So games like that, well, it's all, you know, the music, the the oh, God. Uh, voice files, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, it uses stuff from yeah. the movies. Uh, uses like voices from the movies and crap. So yeah, it's just too expensive. But how great would it be if those came up on Steam someday? You know, or GOG, uh, or GOG. Yeah, like how great would that be? But since you can't legally buy it anymore, yeah, just just go to what is it T three A online. .net, yeah, just go there and 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 have some fun. It takes a few, it takes a, like, you'll be setting this up and you'll be like, whoa, is this 2006 where I have to download patches and stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But it'll be worth it. You know, it'll be worth it. It's really one of the finest real-time strategy games ever made. Still, to this day. Um, you can fight me on that if you want to. But uh, yeah, getting back to space games, uh, it's kind of amazing talking about Freelancer especially because unlike Free Space 2, they never released like real, any real modding tools for that thing or the source code or anything. Yet people found a way to rip out its guts <laughs> and give us like actual like MMOs now, like Discovery Freelancer, folks, if you haven't played that one. It's basically an MMO. And it's incredible. Like, they've got events, they've got, like, actual trade. Because, you all remember Freelancer had, like, no trade to speak of. Like, nothing. Like, oh, I found this commodity, I'm going to sell it. That was the trade. <laughs> oh, it's 
like Elite Dangerous. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like like trade does not matter at all. But in Discovery Freelancer it actually matters. Um so and that's free also. A lot of these are free because I don't know if Discovery Freelancer will ever be available digitally anymore. You know? Uh or ever. Like it never was. Um but it's weird. Like all these other Microsoft games are coming out digitally. Like they're about to do the definitive editions of the Age of Empires games. Which and, is uh, weird. Right? Because they they're doing the definitive edition of Age of Empires 2, but there's already like the HD yeah. remaster for it, like, which I'm like, how do you do a definitive like you already I thought that. I thought the HD version was the definitive, but now there's a definitive. Like, I'm what happens? Definitive. A- what happens after that? The ultimate version, and then the no, no, no. Then, then it's the- just another re-release of Skyrim. Oh, yeah, Skyrim on <laughs> Skyrim Platinum on the Nintendo. Whatever's after the Switch, um, the uh, the Switch 3DS. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Whatever Switch will have two screens, uh, like the 3DS. I wonder if they'll do that. I wonder if that'll be the next Switch. Will be a Switch with like a flip-up thing. <laughs> well, they've announced two new Switches. There's the oh, just the, the one. Switch, oh yeah, no, two. Like, you're right. There's, there's a there's like a Switch Mini where it has like the Joy Cons that are permanently attached. Yeah, the lights. They, they're coming. They're coming out with like a like a new edition of the Switch that's got like a new processor in it, and yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Which, Better battery uh, life reading, or something. Better battery yeah, life. Yeah. Oh, like they they both have like almost double the battery life, which is the uh, one thing that concerns me about that that first one is what happens when the controls wear down. You have to replace the entire thing. Yeah, and that's been a huge controversy right now is that the Joy-Cons are starting to break on and wear down really easily. Uh, yeah, it's like, that, that, it's like that's worse than the N64. Oh, really? Oh, man. that That's one thing that always worried me about carrying my Vita around that when it wasn't in a case is those, is yeah. those, twi- is those twin sticks. I mean, it's fine, but um, I've, I've heard tell those joy cons are issues and now you're gonna hey well speaking of mods thing. though yeah speaking of mods though yeah uh there is an unofficial release of like um android 8.1 that you can install on your switch if you have a i heard about that if you if you've like modded your switch or whatever it is homebrew <laughs> you can actually install like 8.1 android full with like Full with full Google Suite stuff too, like so you can use like the Play Store and all that other nonsense. So Dear they Lord. said there's a few there's a few bugs with it right now, so it doesn't always auto detect rotation, and it doesn't it doesn't do a couple other little things, but um, everything else seems to be working like normal. So I was like, wow, that's a pretty versatile little device. Now if you can reverse that and put like the Switch OS on, let's say like an Nvidia Shield, that'd be awesome. Because that's what it is. It's like a. It's like a modified. They said it's a modified version of the Shield TV OS for the Switch. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a, yeah. If you can dual boot your Switch, have a little menu come up. You know, I want to load Nintendo. I want to load Android. 
That'd be great. That'd be really great. Um, All right. Well, I got RPGX installed, so I'm going uh, that up. Oh, man. You have to let me. I, yeah, I see it right here. I'm definitely going to be installing this. Because that sounds, it kind of sounds amazing, you know? It, it, it's, I mean, and the, is there content in it, or, wait. Or, well, if you get the Ultimate Edition, it's got a bunch of player-made content already that you can go I mean, and try out. I'm just kind of curious to go and explore and see what they've done with this, just just to walk around and check it out. Yeah, that because you don't you don't and and for those of you wondering, you do not need a copy of Elite Force in order to have this. It's completely free to download and it's a standalone thing. Yeah, I'm gonna down I'm gonna download this after the show. I I'm definitely want to try that. Is it multiplayer or is it just single player? Yes, yes, it's specifically for multiplayer. What? Oh man, maybe that's what we'll yeah, do. Yeah, specific. Well, it's specifically so you, that you can make your own stories to like uh, play through with people. Guys, every podcast from now on, we're doing in Star Trek RPGX. Well, that it's, would it's be free. really funny. It's free. It's free. I think guests can get it. Uh, just yeah, that's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna have a virtual lounge in RPGX we, we, where <laughs> we make all of our guests get this damn thing. Oh my god! I oh, just do it in Bridge Crew. There you go. Bridge crew. That uh, would be funnier, really. The thing is, you'd have one. You'd have to make people buy Bridge Crew. Two, um, we have to see what the, the Bridge Crew is a limit. Like you so, heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first, folks. That if you're a guest on the show, you get a free copy of Bridge. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's not happening. But this, oh, we gotta try this RPGX thing seriously. Because, like, if we can make that happen, how great would that be? Instead of broadcasting game every time or whatever, well, we probably still would broadcast a game. But maybe in like another window, we'd have like our lounge in RPGX with our avatars just hanging around. So, so is RPGX kind of like what GTA Five RP mods do? That sandboxes it or what? Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes to where the fact it sandboxes it. No to where it's not like GTA with that stuff. Because with the GTA stuff, they have very limited control, and you have to superscript. As where this gives you like all of the content to play with. Hmm. <laughs> Alternatively, like looking at- just do this in the Orville experience. That's well, looking enough. at YouTube videos, right? It's like. Oh, here's a tour of this ship. Here's a tour of that ship. But I don't see people actually doing anything. Okay. Imagine if we just had the do podcast you, you, on the Defiant Bridge. Done. Here's here's the thing, though, Jim. Do you, you do you do realize how niche this is specifically that we're talking? Oh about? yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Like, have they put some gameplay in here, or is it just like wander around the ships? What is this? There's, there's, there's supposed to be more gameplay than just wandering around. Okay. But a lot of people are putting these videos out of tour this. But there's yeah, because they're showing off like bling. Here's the ship, you know, which, which is shocking that this shit has not been slammed down by. They got permission from CBS. Yeah, I don't know how. That's the crazy thing. That's crazy. Yeah, because. Who gets permission from CBS? Uh, oh, crap. See, this guy went and got into a turbo lift, pushed a button for a different floor, and he's on a different floor now. Like, that actually... Oh, 
So this guy's showing off. Uh, this guy's showing off um, scenarios stuff, like where like he's on. He's in engineering, and uh, things are blowing up. And oh wow! Okay, we're. I'm definitely downloading this. This might be a thing we have to make a thing out of. Even if we don't do it for the podcast, we might need to make a thing out of this. This sounds kind of incredible. I'm dying to try this now. I'll register. I, yes, I will register. <laughs> register for your last outpost uh any other mods you wanted to talk about or should we start wrapping up guys mods are great mods make gaming fun they they keep games alive mm-hmm. and you know i i've got nothing but massive amounts of respect for the modding community so get out there support mods find some fun mods just go and find something like i mean you have an old game see if there's any mods for it that you want to try out because there probably are Probably yeah, are and, you'll, and you'll probably find something that's funny or entertaining. You know, turns a dragon into a giant, uh, you know, wrestler. You know, so who knows? Or Thomas the Tank Engine, like uh, the guy from Underspace a few weeks ago. Yeah, you can get a muscle man Randy Savage dragon yelling, <laughs> oh yeah, at you. What? Okay, that's great. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, so folks, a bit of uh, news and channel stuff. Uh, starting next week, Space Game Junkie is going full time. I uh, was laid off of my job a few days ago, and I expected this, so I prepared. And so basically, <laughs> uh, I'm going to mix doing Space Game Junkie full time with freelance work so I can start doing daily streams, more written content, and uh, more pre recorded content. Uh, the podcast isn't going to change. We're still going to do this. Uh, you know, I mean, someone asked me if I could edit it now. <laughs> like, now that you have time, can you actually edit, dude? I'm like, um, why? <laughs> so, nope, still doing it live. Still doing it live. It. But someone was like, well, after you record it, you can edit it. Edit what? Like, it's not like we have long pauses and, uh... <laughs> and stuff i don't know like what would i edit we, i don't know we we literally live fuck it we're doing it live yeah pretty much so i don't know i I'm, i i i like i like being I, I like living in the moment man like that's 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 how i roll uh so our, yeah our streams are the same way you know pretty you, much you get exactly oh what you're gonna get with it brian exactly. they just ejected the warp core he's getting like tools he, out to repair consoles I was gonna this say, is, is he pretty gnarly? I was gonna say, is he rolling under the door as he ejects the <laughs> We're fresh out of warp course. <laughs> I have to watch that. Um, oh, warp course—they're a dime a dozen. But be- but because um, because of the new situation, we have a l- few more streams this week than we might otherwise. Tomorrow morning at eight a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to be doing a developer stream uh, with uh, the developer of Alliance of the Sacred Sons. Uh, we're going to get join up on Discord. I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to walk through the game together. So that's going to be fun. Then on two, Thursday, we're going to do our normal LAN party, but at 10 a.m. Uh, we had to switch it around because of what's coming after that. Uh, but at 10 a.m., Spaz and I are going to be playing uh, Protocore. Uh, we got send, sent keys for that. Uh, don't know if it's going to be fun or not, but we'll try it and maybe we'll have a, we should probably come up with a plan B just in case it's awful. Um, 
But uh, that's where that's where we're gonna be playing at uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. and then Thursday at 5 p.m. Our usual land party time. We're gonna be doing a stream of Rebel Galaxy Outlaw with the folks from Double Damage Games. Um, I have finished the game, so basically what I'm gonna be showing you is stuff like missions and random encounters and searching for uh, searching for loot. And things like that. Uh, it's going to be great. So that's Thursday at 5 p.m. Uh, we're going to be doing Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. And then starting next week, we're going to be doing daily streams, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific to 12 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's not going to be space games every day because that would drive me nuts. So Monday and Friday are going to be space games. Um, Monday is going to be like a classic space game or maybe a preview of an upcoming space game. And then Friday, I envision like continuing a game of the week or maybe doing something new, something like that. Uh, so ASMR. <laughs> no. So Monday through <laughs> Friday are going to be space games. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to be cycling in and out between different genres like open world games, uh, mech games, if, flight sims. If, if Brian did ASMR as a space game junkie channel, it would just be nothing but starship like engine sound like. Uh, yeah, it would just be playing like <laughs> I, I actually have that as white noise. Sometimes when I want to sleep, I'll play like the engineering room of the Enterprise for an hour. Like someone actually made that. I'm not even kidding. Someone made that. You yeah, can get it on hour, YouTube. There's a ten hour version of the Orville uh, engine sounds. Yep, you can also get you quarks. Can it. It's you there. can also get. So, you can also get Quarks. You can also get Ops from DS9. You can get the bridge from Next Generation. Uh, sick how much bay. is a jar of your bathwater? Uh, nothing. Because <laughs> that's, that's, never, that's never happening. That's so gross. Uh, when are you going to put the Woo Thongs for sale, bro? Yeah. Uh, space Game Junkie Thong Water. You have to uh, bring it out. No. Jar. <laughs> no. So, yeah, starting next week, we're going to have a lot more content. Um, uh, but the, the evening streams are going to stay the same. So we'll still do the podcast on Tuesdays. We'll still do the land party on Thursdays, but we're going to have even more stuff coming your way. I'm going to be doing more written content. Like I've already started writing a, uh, guide to buying your own Microsoft Sidewinder force feedback to joystick. Uh, cause I want oh, everyone. Hell to know yeah. Fuck yeah. Like how to find the best one on eBay. I'm writing this shit up cause I own five of them. And so I want to help you find one. He owns five of them, and he's the one selling them on eBay. It's <laughs> I buy them, and I'm flipping them. I'm flipping those sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man, that's, a, that's a great... Like, I'm, hey, what do you do for a living? Ah, I flip, I flip Hotas. <laughs> I flip PC equipment. I buy it, and then refurbish it, and sell it for a song. Uh, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? It's all cryptocurrency. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I wear sandals and socks all day. No, no, I don't. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, uh, exciting times ahead. Uh, I I want to, um, because of this, we've already gotten more uh, donator, donations to the Patreon, more pledges, and I want to just thank every patreon pledge from the bottom of my heart now we've gotten enough patreon pledges where one we're now going to be doing monthly hangouts i got to figure that out but two we reached a goal where i have to now buy a green screen so people can see my goddamn face because that was a goal and i said i would do it and 
we passed that goal, so now it's going to freaking happen. This is what you wanted, people. All right. Yes. You got it. So now you're going to have my my stupid-ass face uh, on the streams. Uh, I got to research that and figure out how to do it. I got to find the right green screen and everything. Um, But, yeah, I am excited to be able to make this move into full-time content generation for Space Game Junkie. Not just video, but written content. Uh, so, uh, hey, Brian. Wanna, yeah. When yeah. you, when you do the, your green screen stuff, you yeah. need to make your background the cockpit of a gunstar. <laughs> I wonder, Greg, right behind you. No, I wonder if I can get, like, <laughs> I wonder, oh, good laugh. It's not easy doing that laugh. Every, laugh. every time I try doing that laugh, I feel really winded afterwards. It's like such a hard laugh to do. Um, but I, I should see if I can find a prop of the helmet or have one made. Like have a 3D printed one of the Starfighter helmet made. Can you imagine if I like instead of these big old Plantronics headphones, I had a Starfighter helmet with every stream? I can actually. I can oh my god. I have yet. to make that happen. I have to make that happen. Okay. Ideas. Ideas. And like when, when, when you get into combat scenarios, you have to pull the <laughs> visor down. And I have to, I have to make it so the camera flips around, so I'm like flipping around in the gun seat, you know. <laughs> hey, well, no, no, no. here's what you gotta do. Whenever you play Jane's, though, you need to get a jet fighter pilot helmet, and then <laughs> put, put, get, get one that says Roxy as your call sign on the top of it. I love it. I love it, dude. I need, I need oh you to make God. this happen for me. No, I, I don't. Dude, I need the funniest I, shit. I will be, find a starfighter pilot. You buy helmet. face rig. <laughs> buy space face rig, and then you commission Gowron as a face rig <laughs> with his giant ping pong ball eye, and you can be a face rig Klingon. Glory to, Glory you, to you and your and game. Your Glory yeah, to you, you and your game. <laughs> this we do, guys himself. This this we do not forgive, bug guys, or forget. <laughs> No, I love the helmet idea, though. I'm going to really look into that and see if I can make that happen somehow. I'm not even... Maybe I can find a 3D printed one. Like, I'll measure my head and then have someone print one. Ooh. Measure my giant fucking... You can just get a helmet. You know... Like, ask ask Haven Kendrick where he got his. There are... I have seen this. What you can do is you can probably find online a custom... um, who will build an actual like helmet that have like headphones and stuff like that built into it for? Hmm. Maybe I'm looking on Google. I'm looking on the Google fighter fighter pilot helmet. Amazon Prime forty dollars and ninety nine. But it's not the right. I gotta find a Starfighter helmet. No, I'll See, figure Brian's something out. A big guy though. He's got a big. Uh, head. Wait, I have a. I have know, a big head. Collector's I, I really... edition. TIE Fighter Pilot Helmet. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Collector's Edition Fighter Helmet. It's a TIE Fighter Pilot Helmet. $72. Can't see your face, though. Can't see your face, though. That's the problem with that. Can't see the. F- well, that might That's be. Ooh. A positive. That that might really be. That <laughs> might be. Yeah, I was gonna say that might be a feature. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you guys got your green screen, but you can't. You still can't see my face. <laughs> oh, oh, here you go. For twenty five bucks, you can get a oh, World God. War Two replica vintage brown leather helmet. 
No, someone on the someone on the channel, uh, Todd, just said the old classic colonial pilot Viper helmet from the original uh, oh, Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Oh, please get those pieces of. Those things were like Pharaoh's heads or whatever it was. It was weird. Looking. Oh God! Someone actually makes one, but it's four hundred and fifty dollars and it's out of stock. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh my God! No, someone actually makes one. Oh, but no, this is an idea. This is an idea. If if I'm gonna do a camera thing, I gotta have a space helmet of some kind. This is true. This is I could I'm gonna make this happen. So yeah, folks. Um, you can always you can always get like that was the most like spaceballs helmet. No, dude. Space no. Here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You get you get one of those fourteen bucks youth astronaut helmet. You can be you can totally be like Commander Brian. <laughs> No, 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 no. Space, I'm going to get that. Brand. No, remember that yeah. toy from the 70s, that helmet with the light on it that says Spock? The Spock helmet. I'm getting that. No. I'm going to get that. The Spock no. helmet. Yes. Yes, the oh, Spock. Jesus. The fucking Spock helmet. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and, then, and then every time you get into a battle situation. I'll turn the light on. on the light. <laughs> Oh, here, here it is. Here's a 12-inch clear acrylic globe helmet. Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh, put that in the, put that, in, put that in the, uh, the admin thing. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, folks, uh, big stuff is coming, uh, and I want to again thank because when I announced I was going to do this, we got a lot of new Patreon subscribers. I want to thank every single one of our Patreon subscribers for making all these goals happen. Between freelance work and this, if the Patreon stuff keeps coming in, I should be able to do this full time. And that I am so excited to be able to help bring you guys content about not just space games, but now other games um, because I uh, because we got to have some variety. Uh, so yeah, Space Game Junkie is expanding. Oh and shit! What? 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 Hold on. What'd you find? What'd you Could find? we consider adding podcast green? Could we consider adding some uh, helmet type stuff to the Teespring store? Would that be a? Uh... I don't know if they have helmets, but I should. Lo- I will look. So yeah, folks, we also have a Teespring store. Uh, there are many ways you can support the channel. We have a Teespring store. We have a Patreon. Uh, regular donations, you know, and even if you can't give any money, like that's fine. Just keep watching, keep commenting, keep, tell your friends. Uh, all that stuff. And I'm not going to be doing this at the end of every show. I'm not going to be like another podcaster. It's like spend the last 10 minutes of the show, uh, saying how you can support it. I mean, I'll thank my Patreon patrons every time, but like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just doing that right now. Uh, and I might bring it up every so often because I don't need to blast your ear holes with this all the time. Oh, and another thing is we're turning ads on, on YouTube. Uh, I didn't have them on because I had a job, but now we're turning them on because it's a necessity. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, big changes are coming. Uh, and I want to thank everyone who has supported us through Patreon or through a comment or through a watch or through anything. Um, you all are the best. Uh, I've We've built this community just doing this part-time. I cannot wait to see how, how much more, how many more people we can bring in and join us doing this full-time um because it'll be good for not only us but it'll have more people find more space games 
you know, from developers who need, you know, more money <laughs> and more sales. So uh, it's hopefully a positive domino effect for everyone. So, um, yeah. So that's my sales pitch. Thank you so much, everyone. And again, a special thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Couldn't do this without you. Well, I could have until three days ago. Uh, <laughs> and a big thank you also to all the devs who have joined us on the show oh, God, up to this yes. point. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We have we have over 100 devs on our Discord we love developers. So, uh, we if love- you want to join our, you know, Discord community, hey, come on, talk to some devs, talk to us. Yep. If I had a cheesy bumper sticker, it would be I heart develop developers. So uh, <laughs> we love developers. So thank you, everyone. Developers, uh, developers, developers, developers. We love them. Developers, and, uh, developers, developers. And I will see. <laughs> I will see you all tomorrow morning at eight a.m. bright and early with some uh, Lions of the Sacred Sun. Uh, so stay tuned guys we got a lot more coming this week and next week especially and have a great night bye bye